Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am once again, and Boo. now your six-time Super Smart Brothers Boo. champion, the rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside the former champion, my tag team partner, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. So wait, that makes me like a five-time champion then, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm only one behind you. I'm okay with that. Forever behind. <laughs> Yes, Unless because I cannot defend. <laughs> the only way that we'd have to break, we'd have to bring in a new challenger, and they would have to win, and then you'd have to win it off of them. Yeah. So then, then you could surpass me. But, but yeah, nope. Sasha Banks syndrome strikes again. <laughs> no successful defenses for Joshian. <laughs> and, for uh, me. Yeah. I, what did you think overall of NXT and um, Survivor Series? Uh, I thought NXT was a great show. I thought Survivor Series was a very weird show. <laughs> and then Raw's the past couple weeks have been horrible. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of uh, up and down and very strange. Because, like, there was that really, really horrendous week of Raw where just, like, nothing Two happened. Two weeks ago. Yeah. And then last week, uh, there was this mixture of, like, some good and some bad. Like, I liked... Turning up some of the intensity with like Drew McIntyre and Dolph, like I, that could go somewhere good, even though I'm sure it won't go anywhere good for Dolph. Um, but then like you know Dean Ambrose coming out and all of a sudden he's Bane now, and they're just yes. continuing his like people are smelly gimmick. Is uh, I th- I feel it's a massive letdown for what Dean Ambrose can do as a heel. What do you think? I think it's way too silly and. Like, he could be such a good heel just being himself. I don't know why they have to do, like, him getting vaccines and then coming out with a gas mask. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, like, even in this, earlier in this run, even before he'd actually turned heel, when he was just being silent and mysterious, even that would have been a better heel character Yeah, than what they're doing right now. Although I'll say, like, I liked the jacket that he had, and I liked, like... If they had done something more with, like, the gas mask idea and, like, maybe when he came out with all those dudes, like, maybe they gassed the arena or something. Like, not with actual gas, but just, like, with smoke like and smoke shit. Smoke bombs, so, yeah. You know, like, you know, just an aesthetic thing. Like, that would have been kind of cool because that would have been maybe sort of reminiscent of, like, when the shield had invaded, right? Because they had the masks on mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, that could have been kind of cool if they had, like, taken it a couple steps further. But it was just, I don't know who the fuck is writing this angle and this character right now. I don't like it. And it's and it's also a really massive letdown, too, because it's like, this should be one of your best feuds. Like, this is a feud that has a lot of juice, and people were really excited when it started. 
Yeah. And it's just lost so much heat since then. Because also, like, Seth Rollins is really fucking over babyface right now. Like, honestly, I, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what you think, too. But um, I feel like on Raw, Seth Rollins is honestly the top babyface, in my opinion. Mm. 100% hands down. The only babyface he is behind is Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, Becky Lynch, like, she is so goddamn good right now. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And actually... um. I'd be curious to see what you think, too, because I I have a little bit of glimmer of hope again. Maybe I shouldn't, because this company's done this to me over and over again. But throwing Asuka into this feud and seeing the Asuka dynamic with Becky and Charlotte, that three-way promo they had with the contract signing, that got me yeah. really excited for that match. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Uh, I'm excited. I kind of wish it was just a one-on-one. I didn't really see at first the reason for putting Asuka in, mm-hmm. but if it's just to, like hey, we don't want another just one-on-one Charlotte and Asuka match, then totally fine with throwing Asuka in there. Mm-hmm. I'm. This may just be hopeful thinking, but part of my thought is that because, like, nobody's taking a pin in this match, so, like, there's not the kind of caveat of, like, oh, well, maybe Asuka's just in there to take the pin, like, if it was a traditional three-way. Like, because it's a ladder match, then, like, maybe Asuka's winning this thing. And Asuka being the one to win this thing is sort of like she's the one more focused on just getting the title. And Becky Lynch is obviously focused on the title, and that's her character. But we can kind of have the story be in this match that despite that, despite what she's saying, she really hates Charlotte. And that's what's going to get the better of her in the end, is that Mm -hmm. the rivalry between Charlotte and Becky is going to cost them both the title. Yeah. And then Asuka gets the title. And then basically those two are sort of fighting to be who's going to be the one to challenge Asuka at WrestleMania. And actually, I would say, based on how things are going, have Charlotte rematch Asuka, and then Becky go after Ronda. Right? Because I think you'd have Becky win the Royal Rumble. And then in a shock swerve move, quote-unquote, instead of challenging Asuka to get her SmackDown title back, she challenges Ronda for the Raw title. Because mm. with, like, the Royal Rumble winner is supposed to be able to challenge, like, whoever, right? Yes. So then she yeah, from either Ronda. brand and yeah, and then actually you could keep kind of actually this would be good because it could turn up a little bit of what they're doing right now to cost them that, and then it also would then divert their paths for now, while allowing them both to still be kind of heelish characters because Charlotte can be the heel trying to go after Oscar and say like, you know, last year I beat your streak, this year I'm going to completely end you, take the title, and then you know kick you out of the company. Mm-hmm. And then Becky, of course, continues the story of Rousey. And then you have that maybe as the main event of WrestleMania. Because, I mean, that's what Becky Lynch is saying is the goal now, right? I mean, she is the man, so. She is the man. Like, she fucking is the man. Even JR is admitting it. Did you hear oh, yeah. some of his comments? He was saying, it's like, I don't think there's a men's match right now that's more compelling than Becky versus Ronda. Oh, Becky, Ronda, Charlotte, yeah, they've created better programs than any of the men. And it's, they're just being intense as fuck. Yeah. Like, I think that's all it really comes down to. Because, like, it's not that the writing of the program has been that good. It's 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 that they're just that intense. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, maybe that's, like, a little bit of a nod that, like, maybe they're letting them be that intense. So, like, good on them for letting them go there. 
But yeah, I would I would give a lot of this credit directly to the women and not necessarily overall to the company. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're they're just it's like with the old thing like uh, CM Punk would say about how like they're always giving me uh, chicken shit and I'd give them chicken salad. Like I would just turn it into that. Yeah, it's like they're giving them stuff like they're giving them okay material to work with, and then they're just turning it up several levels to make this really really good. And actually, it's nice to see because it seems like the company is on some level rewarding this and paying attention to it. So. Oh, yeah, I think they definitely have gotten behind her, like, fully, so. Yeah, so kudos to them. Um, but, yeah, speaking of some other changes, like, they're in WWE. What are your thoughts on the new Daniel Bryan? Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> like, it shouldn't work, right? It should be too goofy. A heel talking about the environment and stuff like that. Like, like that was what um, uh, Juice Robinson's character was in NXT. Mm-hmm. Was it CJ Parker? Um. Yep. And it didn't work, but it works because it's Daniel Bryan and he just makes it so good. <laughs> well, I think I think, you know, actually part of the difference of why it works is because CJ Parker was uh totally just like the I'm like the the weekend protester, like I come out with my sign, I've got all my like shitty like I got my stupid dreadlocks on and shit like that. Like he's the like he's the, the shitty stereotype of that kind of person. Like, but he doesn't they, actually live it. Like, right, Daniel like he, Bryan, you know. Yeah, like... This, he lives on this, like, farm, basically, and... Exactly, like, where, like, yeah, Juice Robinson has that outfit, but then he, like, drove here in, like, his truck or something, and, like, he goes home, and, like, yeah, like nothing is different. But then, Daniel Bryan, you know, actually lives this shit, so then when he says this stuff to you, it's in the same way that when CM Punk was actually straight edge, and when he says, I'm better than you... Because, because I'm he edge. knows it, like... That's the same root of where Daniel Bride is saying. He's like, I'm better than all of you. Count the sins. Like, literally count them. I kicked a guy in the balls one time on one night. All of you people are constantly killing tons and tons of animals to eat them and destroying the planet. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You have no place to judge me. You are fickle. 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 Like... It's so good. <laughs> I think it's because he also genuinely believes it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that anger that comes out, I think it's just like a little bit real, like... Oh, yeah, it's like, especially, like, if you're anywhere in the limelight of society, like, people are shitting on you no matter what. So, like, you've got a little bit of pent-up aggression to throw back at the people. So I'm yeah. sure this is just, like, completely cathartic for him. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been a babyface for so long, and now I can finally finally tell people to go fuck themselves a little bit <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> like oh freedom because i also i also do not think that this is going to be like a really long term uh heel run for him really like, i think i don't think so like i think that maybe at most maybe like a year like unless he ends up um joining up with like the undisputed era or something like unless an angle like that spawns out of this I kind of see it being like he'll be a heel for a couple months, maybe a little bit past WrestleMania, and then probably sometime in the summer, like he'll either tag team with somebody or he'll just turn babyface again because he's fucking Daniel Bryan. So the people will they, love him anyway. They don't want to like, like lose that credibility for too long. Well, I I I think it's just that he's so damn good in a lot of ways. That, like I don't know. Like I guess he is so good that he probably could just purposefully keep being a heel, but. I don't know. I think just the, the the level of connection that he has with the crowd, that even when he does this, eventually people will just cheer this gimmick anyway. Like, even if he's trying to get people to boom, it's just going to be like, too late, we love you. 
Like, in the same way that, like, Elias eventually, that Gato got over, and we started cheering that. New Day got over, we started cheering that. The Rock, when he was, the, like, you know. I think it'll be the yeah. similar kind of formula, eventually. He's going to be too good as a heel to not cheer. Exactly. And that's I think that's just how it works, too, right now. It's, like, when people are too good as heels, ironically, just because, like, because Kayfabe is so dead, that then it almost, like, turns you babyface sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. The world of wrestling is very weird now. Well, it all depends on like just how good you are. That's usually the problem. That is that is really true, actually. I guess because there is there's something to be said for like having a character that we we talked about this too. Because there's the the idea between like what defines a heel is it crowd reaction or is it like the way that the character's written? Mm-hmm. You know. So that's we don't have to get into all of that again. <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting stuff, for sure. But yeah, Daniel Bryan expertly manipulated the crowd into genuinely booing him with this gimmick. Yeah. So by every standard of the, or by every definition of the word, he's doing a great job as a heel right now. <laughs> yes. <coughs> so good job, Daniel Bryan. Yay, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Let's see, I'm trying to think, what other important things have been happening in the world of wrestling before we get into final battle because we're going to be putting the title on the line for final battle this time um yeah what else has happened um some more uh, like obviously just like developments of nxt and things like that like we've got it looks like are we because it looks like there's going to be like a cage match or something is what's yeah between uh the puppet master of tomaso (laughs) chapa has created a cage match between Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. Which then begs the question, then, who is going to be challenging uh, Tommaso Ciampa for the title? Or is he going to be thrown into this cage as, like, a three-way? I see either... Th- yeah, wait. Uh, I see either that or the winner of that, the cage match, going after him. Mm-hmm. So, I would probably say... Aleister, right? Because has Aleister had a shot yet? Uh, no, he, like, he, the only real match he's had was against Gargano. Yeah. So I think maybe Alistair gets, gets the title shot, and then... See, here's, here's my thought. I think, because of, like, this cage, the cage, steel cage rules, I think Ciampa might help Gargano to win. Like, I think it might go down like that. Mm-hmm. Because Champa would think that it's like, well, I know that I can beat Gargano. I don't know if I can beat Black, <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll help him. But then you know maybe immediately screw him, or maybe like try to play up some sympathies and maybe try to think that he like wants to get DIY back together because that could be a really interesting storyline. Maybe he's like trying to get into Johnny's head the other way. I don't know. There's some like NXT's been really good lately. They got a lot yeah, of directions they can go. They yeah, it's not like oh, I see exactly what's coming. It's been like, huh? I didn't think of it like that. Well, I think what NXT does well is that it builds up a lot of different stars in a lot of like very strong ways to actually make the characters matter. So that then you actually can have a lot of different options. Like sitting on the whole, um, you know, like who attacked Alistair Black, and then go, deciding to go with the fact like, all right, Jar- Johnny Gargano did it, like. That was a really big decision as far as a story and like what to do with somebody. And it, it really gave an added element 
to Johnny's character. And by doing that, you open up so many different avenues. Like, you have the rematches with Alistair. You have a whole different dynamic now with Champa because Johnny's kind of like a reluctant heel. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really smart with how they build up the characters instead of, like, with WWE, where they just, like, look at Bobby Roode, for example. They're, they're starting to try and do this thing as far as just, like, booking. They're like, oh, well, we put them in a tag team now. So let's see if things are going to be different now. But, like, as far as a character, they've done nothing different with him ever since he came up to the main roster. He's just literally the guy who comes out, has the glorious theme song, and wears robes. Like, they could have tried to do something to change his character. Even with, like, this tag team with Gable, like we had mentioned a couple times, where I thought they were going to be leading into was maybe he was going to be using Gable a little bit. Like, maybe he's a little bit more of a shyster, and he's trying to, like, take advantage of the young athlete. Like, they could have done something like that, but they don't. Like, just regularly, they, on the main roster, just don't seem to care about the characters at all. And with NXT, I think they take a lot more care with each one of their individual characters, so then you have a lot more options. And the storylines as well, like, where each of those characters is going, why. Like, there's always an explanation and a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes, like, makes the WWE main roster just so much more maddening. Because, like, at this point, like, what percentage of that roster came up through NXT? Like, it's an absurdly high number. So, like, there's no excuse as to why these people aren't being booked well. Like, you have an example of how almost all those people can be booked well in NXT. So, like, if Vince is confused, why shouldn't he? Like, he should just watch some NXT. Yeah. Watch some old tape. He should go back and watch some old takeovers and be like, what, Tyler Breeze used to get single matches on takeovers? Wait, we still employ him? We st- He's still employed? He doesn't just play video games with Xavier Woods in the back room? For YouTube? <laughs> what is YouTube? Was just a- I thought he was just Woods' friend. I pay that guy? <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, what the fuck ever happened to the Fashion Files? That should come back. That was hilarious. Yeah, well, I think right now, uh, uh, what's his name? Is injured Fandango. Perfect. Have the mystery of who injured Dango. <laughs> like, why isn't that a thing? Bree should be interviewing everybody backstage. And be like, I like, I gotta find out. Somebody took out my partner. <laughs> why isn't this happening, Joe? Why don't they care? Because reasons. <laughs> I think I think it's just because they've. They've just, for like, because the business model, their ratings just kind of keep declining no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. Vince is just like, fuck it. I'm doing XFL now. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know what? I wonder, once the XFL fails, maybe he'll come back into WWE, like, even harder. Like, <laughs> maybe he's going to book angry. Maybe. Like, he's just pissed that the XFL failed, so he's just going to, like, kill all the top baby faces. <laughs> just like it's your fault. It's your fault that the XFL failed. <laughs> Too many people were watching Raw instead of the XFL. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that'd be good. Oh my gosh. Also, in the world of wrestling, over um in New Japan, the tag league is finally finished. It looks like uh Sonata and Evil are going to be getting rematches for the um, world tag titles because they had the tag titles like last year and basically have been trying to get it back for most of the year, it seems like. And they're going to be challenging the Tongans 
and the Young Bucks, I think it's in a three-way. I'll say the Young Bucks are still working for New Japan, at least. Yeah. Well, at least for these this date. I don't know okay. how much they're going to be doing past uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Actually, I don't even know. Maybe they'll be doing New Year's Dash since that's the next day. Um, but past that, I don't know. It'd be very interesting to see because, yeah, this uh, it seems like the Bullet Club is doing a lot of exiting. Of, yes. Uh, probably New Japan Ring- and definitely Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has basically said they will not have uh, Cody, the Bucks, or I think anyone else, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Marty might still be under contract for like another year or a couple months or something like that. Mm. I know it's either, at least for Ring of Honor or New Japan, he's scheduled for, I think, at least until like April or May or something. Like He's got a couple more months. Yeah. Maybe March. But yeah, a couple months either way. So yeah, actually, you know, I guess unless there's any further ado, would you want to get into some predictions for Final Battle 2018? Let's do it. Okay, so starting off, I'm going to take the ROH title match, Lethal's retaining, because uh, like we were saying, uh, this is going to be a, a oh. big night of losses for the Bullet Club. This this plays into what I wanted to pick then. Oh, perfect. I wanted okay. to pick Cody. You want it? Okay. Okay. You want it? So, because, yeah, I, because... I'm very much of the rationale. Like, yeah. Uh, the, the Bullet Club, I think, are going to take a lot of losses. And uh, Cody's going to take a big one. Especially because I think from the parallel of, like, story perspective, Cody came into the company, beat Lethal big time when he came in and got the mm-hmm. title. So I think this is sort of like the, the full culmination, right? Like, now he's yeah. on his way out. Lethal, you know, beats Cody and then Cody leaves kind of thing. Um, I'm going with Cody on this. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, so this works because of the opposite of that thinking is that mm-hmm. everyone's going, we know Cody's leaving, so he's going to lose. And I feel like ring of honor is a little more of that promotion. that will be like, okay, yeah, we'll have him win on his way out. <laughs> Pull kind of like the CM Punk thing and threaten to like take the title away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That could be really interesting. Like that would actually be a really interesting move. The only other reason I think that that probably won't happen is because of the recent injury to Cody. I think that they wouldn't want to chance something like that on him right now. Like, even if maybe they had had that plan ahead of time, the injury might have spooked him a little bit. I don't know. Or at least if I was Ring of Honor management, I would be thinking that potentially. Mm. Like, because he had had to cancel some other dates uh, coming up to this, but then he said that, like, at the very least, I'll definitely be honoring my obligations at Final Battle and at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he was basically just like, I will work injured. So, Yeah, exactly. So, like, I wouldn't want to put that title on a guy that's injured. Yeah. So. Possible. Lethal for me. Cody for you. Alright, so I will then pick uh, Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon in an okay. I Quit match. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Flip Gordon here. Yep, of course. <laughs> I, that was like, when, we were, when I was looking at the list of matches, I was like, oh, I know I'm going on this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense, right? As far as, like, the whole baby face, like, you know, Flip's trying to do the, you know, like, overcoming Bully Ray because he's had this long story and they were doing, like, the yeah, this has been happening spot of, like, since, beating like, him down. It's been happening since before All In. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice this... time to wrap it up at the end of the year and make Flip one of those guys going into your new year with possibly some of your roster leaving 
put mm-hmm. Flip up there as one of your guys that can go. Yeah, that that definitely could be a really smart move, like giving him the strong win over a, an established name, a WWE Hall of Famer, Bully Ray. But I think that's exactly why Bully Ray is going to refuse to do the job <laughs> to Flip Gordon. Because he's, he's let Flip get the better of him a couple different times in this rivalry. This is not like yeah. the only time that uh, you know it could happen. So I think that Bully could use some heel tactics, uh, maybe doing like the old recording trick of like, yeah, getting somebody or flip to have like had said the words I quit before and he like records it or like he just gets the numbers game and just like in an absolute brutal heel moment just like decimates poor flip mm-hmm. like just beyond a shadow of a doubt and that's like it, there's just no other option at that point or maybe they even pull a move of like the referee stops it on behalf of flip like maybe flip won't say I quit but like flip's gonna die so then the ref like calls off the match because it's just like, like I'm not quitting for a, you. I'm not having a die a man die in my ring. Sorry. And then like yo, bully gets the win because of that. But then like afterwards, flip can be like, hey, like I never quit, kind of thing, and like come after bully even harder. So yeah, I, maybe there's a way. Bully can win this match. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. After that, I am gonna go. With uh, the TV title match. Because, uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll go with TV title match. I'll, I'll say Cobb retains. Cause, uh, yeah, that's a good one. The uh, Bullet Club are losing. And I think as far as... If there was going to be a title that they wanted to do like a really quick back and forth or something, like the TV title could be one that would be kind of like Paige could win it now and then I guess like lose it right away in a rematch on Ring of Honor TV. But, but like, I think Jeff, they want to keep Cobb yeah, strong. Cobb is definitely the type of dude that I think they want to keep strong. And I think he the Page is, is their, the kind of guy they could yeah put together just a hell of a match. He's their guy going forward. Yeah. So yeah, I think they exactly they want to keep him strong with a strong defense here with Page, and then just yeah, you know, this could be a nice, really good send off for Page, who's done some really good stuff in Ring of Honor in his time there. Yeah. So, what do you think? Defending Page. Uh. I think it just may be the whole, we know Paige is leaving. <laughs> like, it's basically my case for Cody as well. Could be, we know Paige is leaving, so we want people to get surprised. But it, this is a weaker argument for that. I really can't make I'm trying to any think, other like, case. Within Adam Page's tenure in ROH, did he ever win a singles title? Not in ROH, no. So maybe that could be kind of the rationale. would be like, you know, he never won a title in ROH, but so like this could be the on quick his way out. Yeah. Or... Give him like a tiny... TV title reign, and then have him lose it before he leaves. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, in he was one time the ROH six man tag team champion with Matt and Nick Jackson. Okay, but he still has never won a singles title. So no singles titles now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they would do that. All right, next match. Uh, okay, so you took that one. Oh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Christopher Daniels versus Marty Skrull. Singles match to determine the number one contender for the ROH World Championship. Yep. And I'm going to go with Skrull here. Yep. Damn it. Because I think he is the one sticking around. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the the option to go. Um, but it is kind of a toss up. So it's not you're not completely out of the court here because Daniels has challenged Lethal mm-hmm. before for the title. So true. I yeah, and I I definitely initially was agreeing. I think that Skrull's going to get the win here as being like the one Bullet Club member who's actually going to get a win. In the yeah. night, as the one guy because staying he is around, sticking around, yeah. and because he's had this long brewing, like in the back rivalry with Lethal, 
and he's challenged him a couple times, but he hasn't really beat him for the title or anything, so maybe this time around, he'll finally be the guy. But I could definitely see, um, yeah, depending on, I don't know exactly what the time scale is for like when Daniels and all them are going to be leaving, if they're going to be leaving Ring of Honor, but if he is staying around, maybe he beats Skrull here, and then maybe he does go and challenge Lethal one more time. Maybe he even puts his career on the line. Like maybe if he is going to be leaving Ring of Honor soon, then maybe this is like the big setup of like, all right, he gets the number one contendership here. He goes to challenge Lethal, and maybe this is like the last time that he challenges for the title in Ring of Honor. Mm, yeah. That's kind of like a big hurrah. The penultimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then him and SCU can go off and uh, maybe join AEW. I don't know. Maybe. Because it seems like they might be getting roped into this too. I'm not quite sure. They've been on the being the elite for quite a while, so yes, could be. So yeah, that's uh, uh, I could definitely see it. I could see Daniels winning here, mm-hmm. just because like he's been with Ring of Honor for so long, and he's been kind of that like you know indie wrestling guy for so long. I think they've got he that is innate Mr. respect Independent. for him. Like he. Like, no matter, I think, what his win-loss record is, there is kind of always, like, a certain level of respect to the Christopher Daniels name. Mm-hmm. At least in that scene, right? WWE people are like, what? Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> his cross on his chest looks weird. Well, if they watched WCW, they would know. Mm. He did come in at the very end. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Next match. What do I feel most confident about? Um, I think I'm going to go next with the three-way tag team ladder match, Ladder War. And I'm going to pick the Briscoe boys. I'm going to pick them boys. Ah, you uh, think they're they're taking the titles? I feel like they're taking the titles because I think they're the ROH mainstays. Uh, Especially because with with Skrull and Daniels, like even though I got kind of picked into Daniels or forced to pick into Daniels, there's there's a part of me that thinks that Daniels is leaving too. And SCU is leaving as a whole. Mm. So if SCU is leaving and the Bucks are leaving, it leaves them boys to pick up the scraps. So that's also why. they've just been really good in this build-up. Like their promos have been off the charts. Definitely, absolutely. And I think that that would be, I don't know, just like a more interesting. Like I would like to see that kind of lasting image of like the Briscoes over top of both of those teams as just like really solidifying. Like even though these have also like young Bucks. And uh, SCU have been important teams, like in Ring of Honor. Them boys, they're the standard bearers. So I would like to see them kind of reestablish themselves as the top guys, take back the titles, and kind of hold the tag team division down. Also, mm-hmm. like I'm just not big fans of SCU. I think they kind of bore me. So, well, I'm picking the boring team then. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say SoCloud Uncensored uh, retains, and probably in some heelish way. Hmm. See that, like, uh, like what? Tables Daniels interferes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Daniels yeah. interferes. I can see that. Like, pushes, like, Jay's about to grab the titles and he pushes over the ladder or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm up next. What mm-hmm. do we have left? We got the women's title match. We got Taven mm-hmm. versus Castle and Gresham versus Zack Saber Jr. Uh, I'll take Taven versus Castle and I'll go Castle. Okay. I think uh, coming off of his injury, his title reign and stuff like that, he needs to make a comeback. 
I agree. I agree. Kessel needs a comeback, but I think that uh, Taven needs a little bit more of a signature win even more. And last year, Castle had the really big opportunity of like winning title off of Cody. You know, that was a huge moment. And he's had the title before. And I think that with the injury angle, there would be a nice in for Taven being able to take advantage of that and to be able to get kind of like a heelish win of, you know, taking advantage of the angle in Castle. Maybe even uh, the rest of the kingdom comes down and gets the numbers yeah, game the on him. the rest of the kingdom is not on this card. Um, yeah. It looks like they're doing TV tapings where like TKO Ryan has a match. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I could see them coming out and getting the numbers and taking out the, you know, Castle's boys. And then getting up on Castle and getting that heel win. So then Taven, so then also Lethal would have another big challenger. Like, you know, potentially Skrull is out there or Daniels, depending on who wins that match. Uh, but then Taven could be like another big heel challenger. Yeah, ROH you that or to you NXT uh, always has a lot of challengers. Yes. Like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and also, I feel like Castle winning against Taven, to me, I don't, I don't really think that would do very much for him. Like, I think that Castle is firmly above Taven. So I think that Taven getting the win over Castle would do a lot more for him. In helping to establish Taven as a credible threat. And that I think Castle can also bounce back from that kind of loss. Like, I don't think it's going to hurt his credibility too much. Especially if there's some heel shenanigans going on, like taking advantage of an injury. Any more thoughts on that match? No, I think we've uh, covered that. Okay, let's see. What do we have next? I think after that, I'm going to go... Oh, this is this is a little bit hard. I think I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Gresham. I'm going to go Gresham over Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, this one was such a toss-up for me. This is why I didn't want to pick it. <laughs> I, I feel like the reason I'm going to go Gresham is because of, uh, like... Because Gresham is more of an ROH guy. And like oh, Zach totally. Sabre is yeah, just, just part a of the... The New Japan deal, yeah. Right. So it could be like, you know, a great exhibition match. And I think it would actually be a nice sort of upset win. Because I feel like the perception going into this match, like obviously them both being extremely technical in their styles. Yeah. Uh, that like Zack Sabre Jr. is still uh, like the favorite to win. Yes. And Gresham just gets some kind of... Like a roll-up, I think. Yeah. Some kind of like or Zach like, goes to do something and like Gresham sees it, an opportunity and takes it. Yeah, we're like, yeah, it gets him in like a perfect little pinning predicament thing, like wraps him up in a pretzel in some way. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that he's going to get like a him to tap out like or anything like no. that. No, I think it would be like Zach goes to do a crazy flip and mm-hmm. Gresham just like gets the kick on him or something like that. And mm-hmm. But yeah, I could definitely um, see this going the other way, though. But yeah, so for my argument, I would say Zach Sabre Jr. because we haven't seen him a lot in Ring of Honor. Right, uh, he's been one of those few New Japan guys. They bring him in for special occasions, but with the loss of roster talent for Ring of Honor, they could be pushing New Japan. But hey, can we get Saber just a little bit more? Mm-hmm. And so you want to build him up, have him get a big win here. Final Battle is one of their bigger pay per views, so definitely. Yeah, and um, I think either way is I think either, it's a toss up for this match. Like either guy winning, it it's good. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think that you can go wrong. As long as you give these guys like 25 minutes or 30 minutes to just go out there and just have a hell of a fucking match. Yeah, I mean, they only have eight matches and they get mm. three hours, so. Yeah, because then in, in either case, like, this is really basically like a technical exhibition. And then basically whoever wins is kind of like, in my mind, it's like who won this time. 
because like with the way that this matchup is, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I could see either one of these guys winning whenever they match up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a minor dream match, I guess, in a way, just because they're very good matchup for styles, I think. Or mm-hmm. probably will be. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I it's interesting because then also, like you're saying, if, if Zack Sabre Jr. is maybe going to come in to help fill with um, some of the holes in the roster this next year in Ring of Honor, coming in and getting a big win over a name like Gresham would be a nice way to establish him in the Ring of yeah. Honor ranks going forward. Especially because, you know, then he could be a nice challenger for Lethal. Like, yeah, that's another perfect guy to challenge for that title. So then I guess it brings us down to the women's title. Which is the match I did not want to pick. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to say fuck it and go for Madison Rain here. Okay. Um, I just think she's the known entity out of these women. So I really think you should get the title on her at some point if you really want to make this division mean something. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely, I could see that line of thinking. However, I'm going to go with Kelly Klein because I think she's another one of the sort of known commodities in that match, and she's also somebody who, as far as that field goes, she's like the only real heel. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be kind of like the perfect time to get a heel victory, as far as like she can just take the title out of a multiple women match. Like she could pin Karen Q, for example, and then like you know Sumi Sakai's got like, well, I didn't get pinned, and I was the former champion, so she could get a rematch. Madison Rain can go after her next. Like, mm-hmm. Kelly Klein can be kind of the one that holds down that division. And then you get also, like, you know, Tennille Dashwood could challenge her. Like, you got a lot of credible babyface challengers that could go after her. Yeah, Tennille's coming off an injury, right? Which yeah, is why she, she hasn't was been... just injured for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So that's All that's right. my pick. I'm, I'm going to go with Kelly Klein, the heel, to get the title and hold down the division. Yes. Uh, I cannot wait to watch Final Battle is one of my favorite pay-per-views because uh, I've gone a couple of years to Hammerstein to see it. Um, and it's just fun to go to New York around Christmas time, check out the sites, and then go to Final Battle. Definitely, yeah. I think it's going to have to be like, a really fun pay-per-view. And it, it's going to be weird, too, because it's like there is that knowledge going in, right? Like Everybody sort of knows, in, in a lot of ways, this is the Bullet Club swan song night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is going to be... We have to we have to keep an eye out for what the Bullet Club does because we have those tickets to Madison Square Garden Ring of Honor, so it's going to be a very interesting roster. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, the roster that we were planning on seeing is probably going to be a lot a lot different than what we'll actually see. Yeah, but of course, this could all be a huge swerve, and the Bullet Club just sticks around. <laughs> they just stay. They just win every match. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fuck you. AEW is just a joke. We were just trying to like. What if what if that whole what if it's all just a farce? Like they were just trying to see how big of a contract offer they could get out of WWE. Yeah. Like if they were playing that too. Yeah. That would be fucking. <laughs> that would be the biggest troll move ever. That'd be hilarious. Their contract offers from WWE are going to have to be really interesting because those guys make a shit ton off of their merch right now. So yeah, WWE would I feel like need to match that in some way. Yeah, they would have to, either that or, like, they'd have to give them a lot of, like, creative and or, like, merch control, like, some very high exactly. merch That's what I'm saying. Like, like, something like that. Right now, these guys have complete control over their creative, I would say. Like, New Japan and Ring of Honor are probably the only ones that, like, they probably listen a little bit more to. But mm-hmm. anywhere else they go, it's just, like, they run the show kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and then merch, you're right. They have complete control over that. Like, they literally make the shirts and stuff. So. 
Yeah, that's they would have to give him a really good deal. Especially like of all of them, they'd have to give Cody like an insane deal. Oh yeah, because like, he's, cause coming he's been back. there before. Like he's, he's like, I don't need you guys. Like because whereas like, like with the Bucks and stuff like that, they'd still have that little bit of like, well, like we haven't really been there before. Like you're not a known entity, so to us at least. Yeah, yeah. Like Cody, we know what we're getting. Mm-hmm. We we literally built him. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, Daddy. I think old Dusty Rose built that uh, Cody boy. <laughs> he came from my loins. Came right out of the, right out of the plumber's loins. <laughs> <laughs> the son of a son of a plumber. The son of a son of a plumber. We found him in a drain pipe out back. <laughs> we named him Cody. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I'm going with that. <laughs> but uh. Oh shit! That totally fucking reminds me of something else. I also wanted to bring up to you. Uh, What's up? Uh, from Raw this week, or not this week, but just like last couple weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Why are they still going with this stupid gimmick with Drake Maverick peeing himself? Oh what is god! This shit. I, we we dude, haven't got to talk that about that of, since. Like I blocked it out of my mind. The AOPP. I haven't talked to you about the AOPP yet. Oh my and then, like, god! The whole skit with it was like him peeing with the Big Show, right? And then it was yep. like, okay. Then they made fun of it the next week. All right, all right, is that the end of it? No. He then goes and pees on Bobby Roode's robe, which Bobby Roode is in the middle of a title match. Okay, <laughs> and he is supposed to be a well-paid wrestler. Like that's the robe. The robe stands for like Ric Flair and all came out to it because they're just like showing off. Look what we can afford. So. If Bobby Roode has all of this money and he's showing off his robe, why does he care about like <laughs> that robe that much? He should just be like, yeah, I'll just buy another one. Like, yeah, I just, oh my gosh, it's so stupid. Although it was really funny because like <laughs> uh, Emma, my wife, was watching a Survivor Series with me, and then she she caught that moment, and it was one of the, it was like one of the worst moments to have your wife watch because she's yes. like, it's like, what are you watching? And I was like, <sighs> wrestling. I know, like, <laughs> I'm not proud of it, like, I, I didn't want them to do this. Like, but, you would actually rather be caught, like, watching porn or something yeah, at that absolutely. point. absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, no, you're watching grown men pee on himself in front yeah. of other men, and then they're all gonna laugh about it for weeks? Oh, okay. Cause, and, then, and then, like, you know, later she kept asking me, it's like, so, did that guy pee on himself again? And I was like, yeah, you know what, dear, they thought it was gonna be a really good idea, so they just, they stuck with it. He just keeps peeing. <laughs> But then, but I was like, hey, but here's the bright side. At least he only peed on himself the one time. Now he pees on other people and other people's stuff. Yeah. So, like, as bad as that is, it's better than being the guy who pees on himself. <laughs> yeah, there's times when, like, I watch this stuff and I'm just like, I'm glad I'm watching this on my computer and Aaron doesn't see this. Like, Yeah, it's, it's, it's shameful sometimes. It's bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's been that's been rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what else has been good? There've been like 205 live has been like ups oh, and downs pretty good. Live. No, hold on. Can we talk about the fucking Lucha House Party rules? Yes. That is the one I really want to talk about. It's like this has been bad. Lucha House yeah. Party or heels. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Like the Freebirds didn't even do go that heelish. <laughs> like no. And they literally have the rule named after them, which is which was all that it's just like, out of the three people, any two can wrestle. And you can't switch out in the middle of the match either. 
Yeah, it, like, what the fuck is this? It's insane. And especially because, like, then they're going up against the Revival. And the Revival are just giving a legitimate complaint about, like, um, like, how is this supposed this, to be legal? Yeah, and how is this fair? Like, and then, we're the heels, and we're complaining about fair. And then they make it even worse for the writing, because then they put up a stipulation where then it was, like, three against one. Yeah. And then they're supposed to be the baby faces. <laughs> what? No. I will say, I think the logic has to be, like... I hope this is the logic, right? Is that it just makes the revival look stronger, right? Like you needed three guys to beat one, but it doesn't because but they it does. It makes lose. them look stupid. You know, if if you if they really want to do this weird, like all the lucha guys against one guy, like then have them go against the big show. That's a believable yes. three on one match. Fine. Uh, like, wait till Lars Sullivan comes up. Yeah, there you and go. Have it be like that's his opening thing. Is he's going after all the little guys? So they have to instate this Lucha House Party rule in order to combat him. Yeah, maybe they could have a rationale of like, hey, like if our combined weight is equal to or lesser than him, then we can keep adding more competitors to our side. Yes. <laughs> so then like three of them equal like in weight one of him or something. Yes. <laughs> so that's why they're allowed to have three guys mm-hmm. or at least two, like something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like that would work. That it's like, OK, well, this guy's a fucking giant. How are we supposed to deal with him? And then the bed jammer is like, oh, well, like, fine, we'll give you that exception. Yeah. But, like, honestly, the way that it's being booked right now, I really wanted to go the direction that eventually they just full-blown decide that they're heels and that they've just been taking it's advantage of this shit. It's got to go that way, right? I-, I almost think it has to. Like, it's it's so ridiculous now. Because they keep bringing up the fact that it's, like, official rules. And then it's like, yeah. all right, well, then who's approving the rules? Baron Corbin? So are Jake they, like, Maverick, friends? like... Yeah, like, who are they friends with backstage that they're getting this approval from? And, because Drake is still a face general manager of 205 Live, right? He hasn't turned heel there. Yeah. So, that, that's the other thing they need to fix. That still doesn't make any sense. But, they don't do that on 205 Live, do they? It's usually just two-on-two. No, didn't. The most recent 205 Live, didn't they have a three-on-two match? Oh, you're right. I think they did. It was Lucha House Party versus... um. Mike Bennett and TJ and TJP. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they finally started doing that in 205 Live now. But so yeah. yeah. So like, originally, you're right. Originally made sense if it was just happening on Raw. Baron Corbin, heel general manager. It makes sense if they are secretly coming out as heels later. But now it doesn't. Now that they've been on a face general manager show of 205 Live, and they did it. Actually, you know, it would be kind of an interesting way for them to go about it. What if they channeled like a little bit of their Eddie, their inner Eddie Guerreros, and oh, and started doing it? Oh, the start doing cheating and stealing. Yeah, like line cheating and stealing, but then also trying like you know, if the if the general manager is trying to ask about like the whole Lucha House rules, like you know, why do you guys need this? If like you know, they start like basically pretending that they're weak, like oh well, like we're not strong enough. Like those other guys are like so much bigger and stronger than us. Like we need you know these like it's we're not good enough. Like some sort of weird thing. I think that could like maybe work as a heel gimmick i think it'd be like a weird interesting heel lucha gimmick because it would be so disrespectful to lucha (laughs) but i don't know just the way that it's going it's like it's it's really hard to salvage as a face gimmick right now this lucha house party (laughs) but then yeah or like you know what actually because maybe they could turn up of like Maybe they pretend it's like that they're weak and they can't do it, but then when they get in the ring, then they're extra vicious and they just keep ganging up on people behind the ref's back. Like, always mm-hmm. use the extra guy to distract the ref 
and the other two are just yeah. like beating the shit out of some guy. Like, some like stuff like all that. they need to all they need to do is just do like the the simple chair spot Eddie used to do. Strike it on the mat, pretend that they got hit. Like that's mm-hmm. fun stuff. Yeah, I think they there could be some potential, and actually that would be like an interesting direction for them to go in WWE because they've like never done heel luchadors really. Yeah. So that'd be a nice mix up from just like the standard, like, oh, well, luchadors are always baby faces mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, and then you could even eventually have Rey Mysterio come over and be like, hey, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> stop being assholes. Stop mm-hmm. disrespecting the lucha culture. And I'm going to kick all your asses in a three on one match at WrestleMania <laughs> to save lucha. And then they kill Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I was just letting that one sick in for yep, a second. Just, and then then it's just over. No, that uh, no, actually instead, um uh Ricochet under the Prince Puma mask makes his WWE main roster debut yeah. to save Rey Mysterio. <laughs> and then goes back down to NXT and is never And then never mentions it. Like, yeah. You know, they could just have more people play more characters, right? Like Drake Maverick on Raw, he's the AOPP manager. Yeah. And on 205 Live, he's the general manager. Uh, you know, he can, NXT, you should, Ricochet oh. can just stay in NXT forever, and then Prince Puma can be on WWE. Drake on should come out Live. as Rockstar Spud as his heel character. There you go. He could be Rockstar and Spud Drake, on SmackDown. Drake Maverick is his uh, face character. And just have like this dual personality thing. <laughs> oh, and then, you know what? They need to bring back... Um, oh my god, why am I blanking what it was called? Like the, the crazy 80s... Um, spoof wrestling thing that they did a couple months ago, or a year ago. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh South Paul Regional Wrestling. Yes, bring back South Paul Regional Wrestling. <laughs> See, yeah, like that. What have they done with uh, uh, Anderson and Gallows? Like yeah, Anderson and Gallows should just be doing South Paul, and like, <laughs> Tyler Breeze, he was on that. My God, like, yeah, exactly. We, did, we we talked about this back when that shit first came out. Oh my it was god, like, it was so good. All the, the guys Anderson like Matt Hardy, a lot part... of these guys are like, yeah. they're not using as wrestlers, but still have a lot of good comedic chops. Like, yeah. put them on something like Southpaw. Like, especially when like they're so concerned with just creating the amount of content and just trying to entertain people as like vague as that is now. Because like, think about well, even at... like like ten twenty years ago, and then even lesser than that. Like the percentage of shows that they produced. How many of them were wrestling shows? And then now, they still do a lot of wrestling shows, but they just do so many shows that are not wrestling either. So, like, Southpaw would fit way more in now. Because they got, like, Camp WWE. They got, like, the all those reality shows. They got, like, the drive-along. They got the interview shows. They got the documentaries. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's all good. But what were you saying? Uh, wow, I forget now. <laughs> Something about Southpaw? Oh, yeah, no, just, like, have Anderson and Gallows just be funny on that. Like, the mm-hmm. I've died laughing at their stuff, so. Yeah, uh, Tex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad. Oh, my God, like, that shit was the best. That shit, it, that, like, it still is better than anything they've done on the main roster as Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> Which is crazy. Although, yeah. actually, there was the one night where they came out as Ferguson and Chad Too Bad, I think, right? Yeah, it was like Halloween or something like that, right? Yes. Or the... It was either that or if they did a 
uh, throwback Raw or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like an old school Raw night. Yeah. I forget yeah. what it was. It might have been one of those. But yeah, shit, you know what? That might not be a bad idea because their contract is about to be up, I think, right? Like AJ Styles and and them are going to be uh, getting their three years pretty soon. Yes, and I think AJ's definitely staying, and it's just up to Anderson and Gallows whether they like getting paid this money just to sit around or <laughs> if they want to do something. I'm I'm wondering, dude. Like, do you think WWE would even renew their contracts? Oh yeah, WWE's not cutting people. Why? I don't. They. <laughs> do they they're. Just... They're. Oh, you know what? We didn't, no, we didn't discuss why. this. They, they just don't just want anybody re... else to be out there, right? Exactly. They just retooled a bunch of the uh, British guys' contracts that were originally like, "Hey, you're on contract, but you can still do what you want." But we're just like kind of claiming you for now, and oh, then now they yeah. just upped it. They upped the money and everything to say, "No, <clears throat> you can't do anything. You have to only do these certain promotions that we like approve." Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing. I, th- I think one of the um, stipulations on it, and if this was true, I thought this was insane, which was that like even in those other promotions, they can only match up against certain wrestlers. Like they wouldn't be yes. able to match up against people who are signed to Ring of Honor or New Japan. Yep, because a situation happened recently where the Street Profits were wrestling for Evolve mm. and were going to face LAX from Impact. Okay. And everyone was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. And then all of a sudden, right away, Impact was like, uh, no, they can no longer appear. And then it was like, that was when WWE came out and was like, yeah, you can only face approved people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, So, yeah, that's, but you know what? I think that really lends credence to what we've been kind of saying for a little bit that like I think the the moves that have been happening in the rest of the world of wrestling are really starting to work. Like WWE yes. wouldn't do that if they weren't scared. Yeah. Like WWE wouldn't be holding on to guys like Gallus and Anderson if they weren't afraid that they would go make money somewhere else. Mhm. Like they're they're starting to see the painting on the wall and I think that they see that like if we don't start buckling up soon then like yeah, the kind of coalition of like Ring of Honor and New Japan and like newly starting like all elite wrestling, that sort of thing could eventually and like the NWA could coalesce into something pretty big. Yeah. The big thing with all elite is they can put as much money as they want to behind it and all that stuff because apparently it's the owner of like the Jaguars, I think. Yeah. That, yeah that's that's big behind money. it. That's big money, but they need TV. Mm-hmm. Like they can do anything they want, but if they don't have some kind of streaming or TV deal. That's what they have to definitely. look for. So, but having that we'll be looking money, out for I that will definitely next... help you to get that deal. Right? Oh yeah, I mean that's but... been, always been the people's biggest problems, right? Is mm-hmm. is money. So if you have some like the the guy that owns the Jaguars also owns like an English Premier League team, so he's got money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I guess it's really especially with like the way that things are just changing as far as distribution models. Like, you know if he's got a lot of the funding and whatnot, and you've got a lot of the already like the built-in audience, like at least they know. On some level, there's a very committed audience to the character specifically from being the elite because that's, you know, a sizable audience and there's no yeah. wrestling on that show. Like, it's it's just those characters. So that combined with, obviously, all the things that have been going on just, like, with the wrestling over the last couple of years in New Japan, Ring of Honor, all in, all over. Like, I think it could definitely have some legs to stand on. And with this yeah. guy putting the enough money behind it just to produce the show... Then after that, it's just getting it out to the people mm-hmm. and see how uh, much the audience grows for that specific product. But yeah, 
I mean, I think all points say, uh, or all signs would point to it's probably going to be fairly successful. As long as yep. they can get a, you know, a consistent, sizable pool of talent and or have like good working relationships with Ring of Honor, New Japan, etc. Yeah, that'll be the a big hurdle because yeah. if it is if it is true that Cody and the Young Bucks and all are going there, I don't know how Ring of Honor would feel about like them going away, right? Like, so mm-hmm. what's the political landscape, right? Right. Yeah, because I think that that is going to be really important. Because yeah, if they're if they're having to start completely from scratch, and if if they don't really have those like working relationships, then that's definitely going to be uh, really different. But like, could be really good. Who knows? You know, like I think a lot of it is just that there's a lot of good wrestlers out there, and there's the perform or there's the platforms that we get to see them on. But you know, there's also a lot of great wrestlers that we probably haven't gotten to see. You know, and if if this is a new platform that opens up for them to go to, then that who knows that might even be a better situation than just having like another spot for. But you know, it's like even if it were just another spot where like say Ring of Honor New Japan guys could also go, then just having them also go to somewhere like All Elite would maybe open up more ranks further down in like Ring of Honor New Japan, just wherever the holes mm-hmm. are forming, new guys can come in. But it would be really exciting just to see kind of like a whole new format because I think that would be maybe one of the things that they would have to try and figure out is like what is the identity of all elite wrestling? Like how is it different specifically from the other promotions? Yeah. And I would assume, What makes it unique? Yeah. I would assume a lot of it is probably going to be informed by the format of being the elite like there's just going to be a lot more like compared to ring of honor and compared to new japan it's going to have a lot more character work a lot more like backstage character sort of segments or like in ring character segments things like that maybe be a little more goofy because the elite stuff is definitely fucking goofy yeah that's for sure (laughs) just a little bit yeah just a little you know So that's that's kind of what I that would be my assumption is that it's going to be really lighthearted, um, but very like fast, intense action as far as the wrestling, kind of that very like you know the sort of new indie style of wrestling compared to um, you know not as much of like the territory, like not not how Cody's been wrestling for the NWA. I think he's going to be not wrestling that way as much for AEW, but yeah. All exciting. right. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. We will be back in a couple weeks, right, to go over TLC. Um, uh, let me check. Date. When is that? Ha- that actually, I think it's coming up relatively soon, isn't it? Maybe TLC. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not like this weekend, but it's next weekend, right? I think so. December 16th. Yeah. Seven days. So, yeah, we'll be back this coming Thursday then to go over that. All right. Look at that. It's been a, it's been a little while for you guys, but then we're going to yeah. be coming back right here with Final Battle and, bam, with TLC. You got two opportunities to win this title back, man. Yeah, uh, and then I won't be able to defend it, so. <laughs> nope. All right. 
So see you guys Thursday. Peace out, everybody. See you next time.